Well, good morning, good morning, and one more time. Good morning, boys and girls. It is Chris Logan, your host of the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Glad you're listening to the show today. Whether it's listening on the radio, whether you are streaming online, listen to theplanet.com, our apps, listen to the planet. Also, what else? Alexa, enable the Planet Online skill and say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. We're on the iHeart. Uh, sorry, we are on the iHeart platform, and we are also on TuneIn Radio. Now, we are not part of. We're not an iHeart station. Okay, we're not. Uh, we're not a corporate station. We are uh, just part of the iHeart platform. So, if you. You know, you consume music that way, and you have the iHeart app. That's cool. Just uh, you can listen to Planet that way. Search for Listen to the Planet. But glad you're here this morning. Got to say thanks to Mendez's Seafood Bar and Grill, the official restaurant of the Chris Logan Morning Show. The Lafayette location, they are under renovation right now, so they're closed this week. But they're going to be open up next week. Phase one of their renovation, it's, it's going to look cool once they're done. So this week, if you want, Mendez has got to go to the new location on Shaman Metairie in Youngsville. And I suggest follow them on social media, the Lafayette location and the Youngsville location, because they'll make you hungry day in and day out with the pictures. Uh, the lunch specials, all that stuff, dude, makes me want to eat at Mendez's every day. And they got to say thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show as well. JP, you know, the entire crew over there, man, always working hard to get you in a vehicle. They got some great inventory on the lot at 1111 North University Lafayette, and they're celebrating 20 years of serving Acadiana. You can check out their inventory at MotorCityLA.com, or you can check them out on social media as well. They do a great job on social media and a lot of content they put out. So question of the day today, what's your favorite 80s movie or movies? Oh, Blake, what's up, man? Good morning, Dave. What's happening? Uh, I mentioned we're streaming on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page, right? If you want to watch the stream, if you want to watch what's happening inside the Chris Logan Media Studio, that is there. If you want to see my ugly mug, I'm, I'm on the screen. If you want to comment, if you want to interact, that's cool too. From time to time, I'll pull some comments and I'll mention them on the air. But coming up this morning, LSU, the Titanic submersible thing what do you, I mean what do you what do you call it the the submersible that went down to look at the Titanic hey, th those are two of the most trending topics that you're going to find here in South Louisiana Amazon coming to Abbeville tropical storm Cindy question mark and also playing misogynistic music in the workplace could land you in the HR office it could get you written up we'll explain more coming up Cultivated meat got its approval in the United States. And what's the flavor of the summer? Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, are they really talking about fighting? That's coming up. But we're going to start with LSU. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers. One step closer to 2023 College World Series champs. They got to get through Wake Forest again, though, tonight. What was, what was it, 5-2? Was that the final last night? Hang on, let me scroll down. I fell asleep a little bit during the game, woke up at the end, and then I saw that LSU won. For some people close to me that may think, that may, you know, I'm an, I'm an LSU hater. I watched the game last night. I'm not an LSU fan. It's okay. I say that loud and in public. That's worse than talking about politics, is saying that I'm not a big LSU fan. I'm not. I just kind of, I grew up a Cajuns fan. I watched a lot of Cajuns basketball when I was in high school. And it just, you know, the stations I previously worked at, we, we, um, we had the Raging Cajuns game on my station. So it, it's just, I, I always kind of followed the Cajuns a little bit more than the Tigers. It's nothing personal. It, it's okay to not like a team. I like the Saints. You might like the Cowboys. It's just, it's just a thing, man. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. But looking at the schedule here, 
LSU got the dub. And so uh tonight, hang on, why did it go to why did it go? I don't want I don't want to look at the super regionals, man. Okay, here we go. June 22nd. Wake Forest and LSU. Six o'clock. It says seven o'clock, but that is Eastern time, and that game will be on ESPN two. The winner punches their ticket to the finals. Florida's already there. They beat TCU 3-2. to two. And I didn't watch that game yesterday. Saw some highlights. That, that was a pretty good game. And look, man, I know when your team loses, it hurts, right? We, we've all been there. But these teams have been playing some great baseball. That is something that you can't deny. Been playing some, they've been playing some great baseball. But does LSU have what it takes to beat number one Wake Forest tonight? Here's a question mark for you to answer if you're listening this morning. Will it be Paul Skeens tonight? If I'm not mistaken, uh, cap through, I think, 124 pitches, somewhere around there. And I believe it's, what, four days rest for Skeens, and he probably could pitch tonight. Do you think he will uh, get a chance? Do you think he will start? Will he get in? You know, and then how much How much do you use Skeens if that's your ace? And you know, because if you, if you play in the finals, do you want to use Skeens there? But if you don't win the game tonight, you don't even make it to the finals. Look, at, and those are some very important questions for coaches. You know, all the way from, uh, from kid pitch to college to Major League Baseball, that's always a question. Are you pitching rotation? Who's going to pitch? How much do you pitch him? Will I have him for this game? Will I have her, her for this game? Whatever it is. That's always, that's a big part of coaching. But I think they asked that question to uh, coach last night, right? I saw a story on the advocate or from the advocate. And that was the question. Will Paul Skeens pitch for LSU? That's the big question. And that was the first question that the press asked Jay Johnson last night at the press conference. And he said, quote, we'll talk to him tonight. I think it's a day-by-day deal. We have a pre-throw process that we go through with pitchers and their availability and testing and recovery and all those types of things. So we still need to go through that tomorrow before we make any decision, end quote. Oh, and officially skeins through 123 pitches over seven and two-thirds inning against Tennessee on Saturday. And that was his second most this season, according to the story from The Advocate. He would have four days rest, and the shortest amount of rest he had between starts this year was five days. Dude's an ace. I'm I'm not taking that away from, from that guy. Could he be the number one overall pick in the in the Major League Baseball draft? Absolutely. Do you protect that? If you ask him, hey, dude, you ready to go? What, what is he, he going to say? He's probably going to say yes. But he threw 123 pitches, which is a little bit above average. Steven says, do what it takes to win tonight. Tomorrow doesn't matter with a loss today, and that's true. You got to win today because there's, there's no tomorrow. But, you know, can they get, you know, and, you, and you have to get a little creative as a coach, right? You know, you have to try to get a little creative and, and get it to work out. But tonight, 6 o'clock, will the Tigers punch their ticket to the College World Series Finals? By the way, it's already 8-11 inside the Power Hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Uh, the other top trending story today, the little Titanic submersible thing. And those people that went on the trip, dude, and I've seen, I've seen so much on social media surrounding that. So much. And some people are posting memes. Other people are upset that uh, some are, are having memes and, and poking fun and posting jokes about this because they're actual human beings in, in that little submersible. I get both sides. I mean, I, 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 I do. You know, for me, though, I, I think of it a different way. 
Look, you know, I hope they find those people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking about that. I hope they find those people. But dude, you spent 250 grand to get in a little capsule that was run by a PlayStation controller. You know, they they got they, you're in this little capsule, this little submersible. I think there were two screens, uh, if not three. I saw a video yesterday of a tour of this thing. Didn't look too legit to me. I mean, it, it just didn't. When, if I'd have said, okay, here's 250 grand, I, I want to go in and I want to check out the Titanic. What is it, dude? 12,000 feet down, like, like two miles? Okay, let's get into this little submersible. Oh, how, does, how do I control it? Oh, with this PlayStation controller right here? Nope. I'm out. Hey, how can you go down two miles in that little thing, man? But it's it's um it, it's it's crunch time to actually find this submersible and find these people. And according to the story I was reading is from KLFY.com and also News Nation, the U.S. Coast Guard is stressing the search for a missing submersible remains a search and rescue mission despite concerns over dwindling oxygen supplies for the five passengers on board. In a press conference yesterday, the Coast Guard said they have expanded the search area. The surface search now covers an area two times the size of Connecticut, and the underwater search extends two and a half miles deep. So, I mean, just, just imagine that. You know, it's like you got, you got all this water, so you got, you got to look at the surface, and then you got to look inside the ocean. That's miles and miles and miles wide and deep. Hmm. Also, the uh, stepson of one of the billionaires that's on the little submersible went viral yesterday. Uh, he went viral because he went, went to a Blink-182 concert while his stepdad is trapped in the little submersible. So he was getting drugged for that. Uh, also, he was getting drugged for... I think trying to hook up or, or trying to DM this Instagram model yesterday. It's like, you know, even, even, you know, and, and, that's, and that's just media, dude. Like, that's just media. You got this serious situation where these people are stuck in this submersible. And, and where's the media going, dude? They're going after his stepson who went to a Blink-182 concert and he's trying to get with this Instagram model. That's where the media goes with it. But then, you know, the other side of my brain also, okay, the other side of my brain, right? My tinfall conspiracy theory side is thinking, is, that, is, that a, is this a look over here, look over here, look over here? I don't know. Get, you got to ask yourself those questions. Is it a look over here? Look, look over here. Because, like, this is, this is the top story all over the place. Should it be? To me, that's a question. Should it be the top, the top story? What made this story go viral? There are plenty of other stories that could probably be covered, probably be covered in the news cycle. What was it about this one that intrigued everybody? Look over here, look over here. I, I don't know. Are there humans involved? Man, there's five of them on there. Hopefully, they're still alive, and hopefully, they're, uh, they're found. Question of the day today. Boy, and it's a, it's a good one. So many answers this morning. So many. What's your favorite 80s movie or movies? I'm giving you more than one if you like. I told you mine earlier this morning. My top five has mostly 80s movies in there uh, and 190s movies. So I'm a Karate Kid, Top Gun, Scarface, Friday, Urban Cowboy kind of guy. Told you I like everything. If that doesn't prove it, dude, check out check out my top five movies. And if you don't think I like Urban Cowboy, you're watching this morning, or you want to see, let me duck my head. Look at that. There's an 8 by 10 of John Travolta and Mickey Gilly sitting on my shelf here that's in my camera shot. My, my big head kind of covers a little bit of it, so if I duck, you can see it. That's them on the set of Urban Cowboy. Saw Johnny Lee in concert multiple times. Saw Johnny Lee and Mickey Gilly together. At the casino a few years back. Urban Cowboy, man, one of my faves. But let's let's get to some of yours. 
Let's see. Uh, Miss Marita's Hard Candy Slides. My man, Scott. You got a local business. Uh, if you haven't checked out Miss Marita's Hard Candy Slides, free plug for Scott, you, you got to. Got to check him out. Some delicious homemade candy. Uh, Scott learned from his mom. Uh, and and since his, his mom passed away, he is carrying on the tradition. Very, very cool. Uh, Emily says, Labyrinth. Uh, see, Noah says, The Outsider. Scotty says, I have a Laserdisc collection of full 80s movies. You remember Laserdiscs? That didn't stay around for a very long time. Laserdiscs didn't stay around for a long time. And then remember Beta? It was the smaller tape. VHS took over that. So Beta didn't stay around for long. And also the Laserdiscs didn't stay around for long either. But he says, my favorite, Back to the Future Part 3. Some are in my collection, Urban Cowboy, Top Gun, and Scarface. See, Scotty's kind of like me. Uh, Betty says Urban Cowboy. Blake says Batman, which the original Batman, that's, that's uh, 89. Yvonne says Adventures in Babysitting. I like that one, too. Wouldn't put it in my top 10, but I watched it back in the day because of Elizabeth Shue. If you watch Karate Kid and you were a teenager, man, there was probably a little soft place in your heart for Elizabeth Shue. Am I lying or am I not lying? She, she was a hottie, but she, but she was like this undercover hottie, right? You never saw Elizabeth Shue, you know, scantily dressed. When she was in Karate Kid, man, she had them, them big long-ass white socks and some loafers and like a little skirt, and she had uh, a sweater. She wasn't really, you know, she wasn't really that sex symbol, if you will. But she was hot nonetheless. Uh, let's see, Brian says, Caddyshack, Top Gun, Karate Kid, Airplane, Naked Gun. Uh, still some great ones, man. Some of the best movies, I think, come out of the 80s. Uh, Kalen says, Little Monsters. Remember that? That was with Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Grace says, hands down, the Goonies. Casey says, the Breakfast Club. That's another one, man. Another 80s classic. Adam says, too many good ones to name. Uh, Ryan says, 80s had the best movies. I got to say Ghostbusters. That's my wife's favorite one that comes out the 80s. Uh, Keith says, Airplane, Caddyshack. Two other good ones. Mandy says, Goonies. Matthew says, Howard the Duck. Kind of forgot about Howard the Duck. Robert says, so tough, Karate Kid, Top Gun, Predator, Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, and Roadhouse. The JCPenney's coming here because of me. Ask anyone. Brad Wesley, dude, was like that 80s villain in Roadhouse. Dalton had to take him down. Uh, Amy says, Lost Boys, Evil Dead, 80s horror movies are the best. And I think you're right. Looking, growing up, dude, I, 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 and still to this day, I don't like scary movies. And I didn't growing up. Now, call me a wimp, worm, whatever you want to call me a name. That's okay. That's all right. I just, I don't get into scary movies. I, I scare easy. You know, and, and I, I like sleeping. I don't, I don't like having nightmares. So I never got into the Friday the 13th. You know, never got into Nightmare on Elm Street. Never got into, what was it with Chucky? Child's Play. Never got into that. Amityville Horror. Uh, what was the one? Pet Cemetery. I remember watching that. That one freaked me out. Let's see. Christine says Dirty Dancing. You know, there's a lot of ladies answering that says Dirty Dancing. St. Elmo's Fire. Matthew says Big Tom Hanks. Uh, Sean says Smokey and the Bandit. That's another one that would be in my top 10. Like if I had to... If I had to go on with the top 10, you know, and I was, I was kind of thinking about this. Smokey and the Bandit would be one. Um, what else? Roadhouse would be in there for my top 10. Karate Kid 2, man, I almost... Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid are, are almost at that same level for me. I, I, I dug Karate Kid 2. Now, everything after Karate Kid 2, for me, was garbage. Straight up Oscar the Grouch, man. I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. And then there's also two other 80s movies. And I saw a couple people comment with one of these on my personal page. And we talk a lot about, 
you know, skateboarding sometimes or me skateboarding or riding our bikes and stuff in the 80s. There were two cult movies, I will call them, in the 80s. And I still love them to this day. I would put these two in my top 10. Uh, I watched them to this day. I bought them on Amazon Prime. For a while, they were hard to find. And then they started coming up. I don't know if Amazon Prime, you know, when I clicked on terms and conditions, and then they, they got me, and then they, could saw, they saw I was searching for rad and thrashing. They put them up there. But, dude, if you were a BMXer in the 80s, you probably remember the movie Rad. Loved it. If you were a skateboarder in the 80s, you probably remember the movie Thrashing. That was with Josh Brolin. He was in there, too. Two great movies from the 80s. Oh, boy, so many comments this morning, and I, and I appreciate that. I was hoping that, that it would go well, and it looks like it did. Uh, Hunter says, I don't mess with scary movies either. I don't. Dwayne says, The Toy. Dude, The Toy was so good, too. That was with, um, with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, man, one of, one of my favorite comedians. Watching that old-school Richard Pryor stuff, hilarious. Now, he, he had a dirty mouth. He did. I, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch it back in the day. But as I got older, what was, what was uh, one of the early Richard Pryor stand-ups, like live on the Sunset Strip when he had that, uh, that, that, that black suit on? I think maybe with, with the red tie, or did he have a red suit with a black tie? I don't remember. But Richard Pryor, man, funny. Dave says, Gleaming the Cube, a great skater movie. Absolutely, dude. I got that one as well. Uh, Ian says, Nightmare on Elm Street was more funny than scary. And, and you're right, Ian. You're 100% correct there. Because even though I don't watch it now, but if one of them's on, or I catch a little piece of an, a, scary's eight, a scary 80s movie, like a Child's Play, a Nightmare on Elm Street, a Friday the 13th, things like that, I'll watch a piece of it now, and I think, what were you scared of as a kid, bruh? Because they were, they were so, it's so cheesy and bad. But as a kid, they, they scared us, or they scared me. I didn't, I didn't do that. Didn't, I didn't do scary movies, and I don't to this day. I, 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 I don't. Call me a weenie. Call me, call me, call me a worm. That's all right. Call me, call me whatever name you want to. I'm not into scary movies. So look, 824. What else is coming up inside the power hour today? Dude, Amazon's coming to Abbeville. Will we see a tropical storm or hurricane Cindy? Uh, cultivated meat got its approval in the United States. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know about that. Uh, flavored drinks, like what's the flavor of the summer? That's coming up. Also, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, are they really going to fight? And then misogynistic music in the workplace. If you play it, could you get called into HR? All that coming up and more. It's a power hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Yep, Jared Reed, uh, Willow. Hang on, dude, Willow. Willow, Willow. That's coming back in, into my mind. Hang tight. Let's see, let me see how much time we have in commercials. All right, it's just three minutes. Hang on. Willow, 80s movie. Yeah, dude. I re- okay, that was that fantasy adventure movie. I remember that. And it was with, with that, that little person. Yep, came out in 1988. I forgot about Willow. Dang, that was directed by Ron Howard. Also written by George, George Lucas. Val Kilmer was in it. I, I forgot about that one. That, that's a good one. Val Kilmer had long hair. You know, that, that wasn't one that you... Oh, and the little guy, his name was Warwick Davis. And the, uh, Billy Bartley was also in it too. I remember renting that movie from Country Video. Uh, Eric says, Star Wars Saga, duh. Okay, that's, that's, that's another good one. John says, Eddie Murphy stand-up too. Yep. Uh, Eric Warwick Davis, yep. Mandy says, my best friend had a mad love for horror movies. I've watched so many, they still affect me as an adult. Clowns, dolls, yep. Even po- uh, um, 
Poltergeist had me scared uh, as a kid. But that's one that I watched. You know, it, it, you're, you're right, Mandy. It, it still affects us as an adult. I, I didn't want to watch TV for a little while. And I was scared of the of the the fuzzy screen when we didn't have a connection because I, I didn't want that ghost or that spirit, whatever it was, to come and get me like it got Carol Ann. And then I would have to pass through the uh through the pink slime, and that little lady would have had to pull me out or come get me, whatever she did to Carol Ann. I didn't want that to happen in my life. <laughs> didn't they have a clown in poltergeist too? Not 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 like part two, but poltergeist, the I think there was a little clown where the, that little dude, the brother, was sleeping. He was scared of the clown. The clown came alive. See, I'm scaring myself right now. All right, we got 35 seconds before we come back. All right, Carol Ann. Come to the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> Come to the light, Carol Ann. Hang on. It's Chris Logan back, Power Hour, Planet Radio 106.7. Thanks to the official restaurant of the Chris Logan Morning Show, Mandez's. Also, thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show. Yeah, and uh, we got the live stream on our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. You can see me inside the Chris Logan Media Studio doing the show. And uh, I, I, we get comments on there from time to time, too, people interacting with the show. Mandy had said, uh, my best friend had a mad love for horror movies. I've watched so many. They still affect me as an adult. Clowns, dolls, etc. 100%. You know, and when, when, when she kind of said that, I thought of Poltergeist. Because didn't Poltergeist get you as a kid, dude? It, it got me. Little Carol Ann, man. She got sucked in by the TV. You know, because if you watch that as a kid... You didn't want to see those staticky channels because if you did, as you was turning the channels, because you were the remote control as a kid in the 80s for your parents or your older siblings, whatever, you were the one that went and you clicked, you went to three, you went to five, seven. But if you saw that, that static picture scared you because you thought of poltergeist, a little Carol Ann, she got sucked in. Then that little lady had to come, dude, and then that little lady went in. Carol Ann came out. She had to pass through the pink slime. You know, it was 80s, dude. We learned so much, and, and we've been through so much. Think about it. Think about it. If you came up in the 80s, just think about it a little bit, man. All what we've been through. Wouldn't trade it for the world, though. What else we got this morning? Uh, this is good news. Uh, most of the local stations had it. This is from KLFY.com. A new Amazon distribution facility coming to Abbeville in 2024. The Amazon facility expected to begin operations in 2024. Offering opportunities for full and part-time employment. That's according to the Vermilion Economic Development Alliance. The facility will be located in the 30 or located at 3221 Veteran Memorial Boulevard, where the Fruit of the Loom used to be. Had the Fruit of the Loom plant there. And Rosalind White, mayor of Abbeville, says, quote, we're happy to welcome Amazon to our community and witness the positive impact this investment will have on our local economy. She went on to say, we look forward to a fruitful partnership with Amazon as we continue to foster economic growth and opportunity for our residents. So that's pretty big for the city of Abbeville. Also, could we see a tropical storm or Hurricane Cindy? Now, Brett has formed. I don't think Brett's officially a hurricane yet. I think it's still... A tropical storm, not going to be any threat to the continental United States, though. And hopefully the same with what could be Cindy. Right now, again, it's Tropical Depression 4, and it has officially formed in the central Atlantic right behind Brett. 
The National Hurricane Center forecast cone shows tropical depress- depression four strengthening into a tropical storm named Cindy as early as today. The forecast path is more northward compared to Brett. The future Cindy should travel north of the Caribbean islands where it will begin and dissipate early next week. This system is not, I repeat, not expected to be a threat to reach the Gulf of Mexico. So we are in hurricane season. Just something to be aware of. You, know, you grew up here in South Louisiana, you know. You know to be prepared. But well, we had Arlene already. Uh, the name Brett is taken. And if this forms into a stronger storm, Cindy, the next name. Uh, also, the D name on the list for this year. I'm glad it's early. Because, dude, if Hurricane Don was coming this way, I'm gone. And I don't normally run from hurricanes. But, but a Don... I don't know why. That seems like a strong one to me. Then we have Emily, Franklin, Gert, Harold. See, Harold could be rough, too. Uh, Idalia, I-D-A-L-I-A, Jose, uh, Katia or Katia, Katia. See, that's too close to Katrina. That, that should not even be there. Also, Lee, Margot, Nigel, Ophelia, Philippe, Rena, Sean, Tammy, Dude, Tammy comes around. That's another one like Don. See, I, I'm not messing around with a storm named Tammy, and I don't think you should either. Then Vince, and then the last one, the W name is Whitney. Whitney could be fierce. Whitney comes around. That's another one you got to think about. Maybe, maybe I got to go, dude. Whitney's coming. Maybe I got to go, man. Maybe we got to think about about packing up, evacuating. Tammy's coming. Don, Don's here. But those are some of the names that's uh, still available. And hopefully we don't see any of those damn things, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for a hurricane, tropical storm this year. Stay away. Uh, What else we got this morning? Um, Oh, this. This is from Billboard. Okay, and I and I I, I get I, I get certain lyrics. Okay, that for like for me, if I'm DJing a wedding reception, I will not play explicit lyrics because I don't feel that it has a part at a wedding reception. Some DJs do. You know, it's still very tough for me if a bride says, play that song. Nah, you know, they dropped F bomb. I mean, it's just to me, it's not the right thing to do in, in public and in, in a wedding setting. So I, I, I kind of get this, okay, a, a little bit. But this is from Billboard. Playing violently misogynistic music at work can violate sex discrimination laws, according to the court. Forcing women to listen to certain lyrics, in, lyrics including those to Eminem's Stan, can count as a hostile work environment according to a first-ever court ruling. Eric says, no WAP at wedding parties? Not really, Eric. (laughs) Not really. But of all the songs, okay, Eminem's Stan. That one's thrown out there. And I got to ask this question, man. Who's listening to Eminem's Stan at work? You know, why did that one why did that one become the song the example of this year and again I'm not into being a misogynist or all that stuff don't get all that twisted let me let me preface what I'm about to say with that don't get it all twisted and your drawers in a in a your, your panties in a bunch don't reading this story. You know, for me with this, like, like where, does it, where does it lie? What's, what's the line to say what's misogynistic and what's not? You know, that's the thing now. Where's that line? A federal appeals court has issued the first of its kind ruling that says blasting music with sexually graphic and violently misogynistic lyrics in a workplace could violate federal discrimination laws. Reviving a lawsuit against an apparel company that played songs like Two Shorts, uh, I'll just say Betty Song, and Eminem Stan at a Nevada warehouse, 
The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit ruled Wednesday that the music, this was back on June 9th, that the music had potentially created a hostile or abusive environment for female employees. It said, quote, blasted from commercial strength speakers placed throughout the warehouse, the music overpowered operational background noise and was nearly impossible to escape. In turn, the music allegedly served as a catalyst for abusive conduct by male employees who frequently, um, they were doing, um, I'll just call it sexual uh, gestures, yelling the obscenities, making sexually explicit remarks and openly shared pornographic videos. Okay, so that, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that. That's, that's, a, that, that's a no-no. Okay, but my thing with this is like, where is the line drawn, though, in something like this? And to me, if that's being put on in the workplace, dude, and there's there's cursing, there's there's you know the, the uh, two live crews blasting in the workplace. No, but that that should be up to the manager, dude, your supervisor, the business owner, to say like, like something like that, dude. If that would happen at, at my place of work, I just I'd go in the back and just. I'd have that look. Re- like, really? Sorry, boss. Let me, let me turn down uh, to live crew. Thank you. Turn around, go back to the office. I mean, that, that shouldn't even have to be discussed. But in Wednesday's decision, the Ninth Circuit called that. Um, okay, hang on. I, I skipped a paragraph. The employer was SNS Activewear. They argued that the music didn't constitute illegal bias under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, partly because it had been equally offensive to both men and women. And last year, a federal trial judge agreed, calling the case, quote, fatally flawed and de- dismissing it on the grounds. But in Wednesday's decision, the Ninth Circuit called it in a, quote, absurd interpretation of the statute and one that would create a gaping hole in a discrimination law for any company that chose to be an equal opportunity harasser. The appeals court said it was the first time it ever heard, or sorry, first time it ever ruled on the issue, quote, music as harassment under the Civil Rights Act, but the judges said that sexist songs should be treated no differently than other situations where a workplace is, quote, polluted with insult and intimidation. Says, quote, female employees were forced to to tolerate the music and the toxic toxic environment as a condition of continued employment, according to the court. Whether sung, shouted, or whispered, blasted over speakers, or were laid face-to-face can offend and may transform a workplace into a hostile environment that violates Title VII. See, importantly, Wednesday's ruling does not say that SNS definitely violated the law. Rather, it says the allegations against the company could have merit if they are eventually proven, and thus that the case should not have been dismissed so quickly. The case will now return to a lower court for more litigation and an eventual trial. Can't believe like this is this is going like going to court like this. That should be common sense, right? Common sense, but. But like to, to not have two live crew blasting in the back, that's just that's just call, like, and I'm using two live crew as an as a, uh, as an example. But that's just called respect, right? And that, you know, just just respect in general. Not as much now as as we've seen it back in the day. But but again, Eric says sounds like a censorship overreach. Okay. But that's my thing. Like, where, like, where is that? Where is that line? Where if you blast in two shorts, beep, Betty, or you blast in, I don't know, whatever song, and and some female finds it offensive. Like, like, where does it, where does it, where does it end? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I thought I'd share that with you today. Uh, you can read more at Billboard.com or or just Google it. It was one of the trending stories that I found this morning. Uh, I don't know what to think about this. By the way, it's 841, 79 degrees. You're listening to Planet Radio 106.7.
the power hour here with Chris Logan. Uh, this is from CNN.com. Because I go to a lot of different places, okay? I go to a lot of different websites, and, and I see different stories, what's trending. But lab meat, lab-grown meat is cleared for sale in the United States. You down with that or not? Brent says, common sense is not so common anymore. Yep. But cultivated meat, also known as lab-grown meat, has been cleared for sale in the U.S. Upside Foods and Good Meat, two companies that make what they call cultivated chicken, quote, cultivated chicken, said Wednesday that they have gotten approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to start producing their cell-based proteins. Good Meat, which is owned by plant-based egg substitute maker Eat Just, said that production is starting immediately. Cultivated or lab-grown meat is grown in a giant vat, much like what you would find at a beer brewery. Wednesday's move follows a series of previous approvals, which have paved the way for the sales of cultivated meat in the U.S. The cultivated meat sector is being overseen by both the USDA and the FDA. Good Meat, which has been selling its products in Singapore, advertises its product as, quote, meat without slaughter, a more humane approach to eating meat. Supporters hope that cultured meat will hope, um, damn it. Why did I have to pick that? Why did I have to pick that sentence? It's me every time. Let me continue reading it. Supporters hope that cultured meat will help fight climate change by reducing the need for traditional animal agriculture, which emits greenhouse gases. All right, I'm done. I'm done with that story. You can go read it if you want. Uh, what, what's the flavor? What's the flavor of the summer? Peach. Did you see that? Peach is the flavor of the summer. I look, I, I will eat a nice peach. Like if I have, you know, I, and my daughter likes to buy fruits. And she came back from the store the other day with some peaches. Pretty good. Like I'll eat a peach. Is it my go-to fruit? Nope. But I'm not that big of a fan of, of peach flavored soda. Uh, you know, maybe peach candies, things like that. I'm not a, a huge fan of that. But according to this, peach is the flavor of the summer. They have a picture of peach-flavored bush light. I, I didn't even know they had that. It is a limited edition flavor from bush. What did bush come out with? Did, did they come out with an apple? Was it an apple flavor? And then some people, I think maybe last year, last summertime, this was going viral. People were, were doing the apple-flavored bush with Mountain Dew. And it was supposed to be a pretty decent drink and, a, and a, uh, had a really good taste. But it says the explosion of peach-flavored products couldn't have come at a better time. Real peaches are currently facing a crisis. Unusual winter and spring weather have wreaked havoc on Georgia's prized peach crop, leading to low yields and higher prices on any fresh peaches that have made it through the season's difficulties. This is from the takeout.com. For those of us who can't get enough of this, this flavor, being able to sidestep these issues while slinging back some peachy consumer goods feels like a convenient solve. Let's see. Malibu peach. Chick-fil-A is adding peach to their, their menu, a peach milkshake. Also the white peach, Sunjoy. Bush Light, as I mentioned, has Bush Light Peach. Liquid Death, they have, let's see, uh, Rest in Peach as a flavor. Simply Spike coming out with a peach flavor as well. So it seems like that's, that's the new hot thing, getting a peach-flavored drink during the summer or a peach-flavored something during the summer. Uh, Ian says, peach rings are the you-know-what. yes. Uh, Ash says, peach schnapps. Dude, schnapps back in the day, dude. That, that would get you. Nice shot of peach schnapps. 
Uh, maybe some hot damn. What was a margarita flavored uh, schnapps? Oh, dude, I see the bottle. It was it was De Kuiper, um, and not Tic Tac Toe De Kuiper. It was the brand De Kuiper. Cactus juice. That's what it was called. Cactus juice. We're not going to get on uh, any talks about about alcohol this morning. 847 Planet Radio 106.7. This is the Power Hour. Saw this as one of the trending stories today. Moscow court rules U.S. journalist Evan Gershkovich must stay in jail until late August. We have another American in the Russian jail. A Moscow court on Thursday ruled that Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. He didn't slide under the radar with that with that name in Russia. But they're saying that he must remain in jail on espionage charges until at least late August, rejecting the American journalist appeal to be released. You bring espionage into Mother Russia, you stay here till late August. You spend summer in Mother Russia. He's a 31-year-old U.S. citizen. He was arrested in late March while on a reporting trip. A Moscow court ruled last month, let's see, a Moscow court ruled last month to keep him in custody until August 30th. But his lawyers had challenged that decision. I have a picture of him in a black T-shirt, some blue jeans. Uh, Other journalists in the courtroom were asked to leave the proceedings as they took place behind closed doors. So you got this this, uh, U.S. citizen has to stay there until late August. Got to spend the summer in Russia. He's going to be breaking rocks. Is that what they still do in Russian prisons, man? They break rocks. What are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get me a workout. No, you're not. You break rocks in Mother Russia. No back talk, Mother Russia. You break rocks. That is your prey time. Break rocks. Or I mean, we're going to go after this guy. Is it going to be a pretty grinder thing? Um, or is he just going to have to stay put till the end of August? But they try to get him on espionage charges. I don't know exactly what, you know, what he did. You know, is he a pawn, this, this guy here? Let's see. Uh, this story from the AP analysts have pointed out that Moscow may be using jailed Americans as bargaining chips in soaring U.S.-Russian tensions over the Kremlin's military operation in Ukraine. At least two citizens arrested in Russia in recent years, including WNBA star Brittany Griner. Oh, yesterday I saw this. Uh, I follow this account on TikTok, and I can't put it up. Because I'm, I'm streaming also on TikTok on my phone. But I follow, I follow this account on TikTok. Man, I don't remember the name of the account. And it's, it, it, I think they do two posts in the morning and maybe two posts at night or, or two posts a day, one in the morning, one at night. And it's just the top news headlines for the day. And hang on. And one of the headlines that they had on there yesterday, uh, and I, I wanted to look up more for it this morning, but it was like $6.5 billion that was supposed to be given to Ukraine. Like, is he, like either they can't find it or, or something like that. I'm trying to look up the story for this morning. I forgot to look it up uh, to talk about it today, but I'm like, what? What? Uh, and then what about this? I, I saw a little headline about this. I don't know how real it is, but will Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fight? Let's see. Let's read into this a little bit more. Hang on. Lost my place again. Got it. Okay, here we go. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk are talking about having a cage match. Legit or not? I don't know. It all started because Mark Zuckerberg's meta is working on a new social media platform that one executive referred to as, quote, a sanely run alternative to Twitter. Ooh, shots fired. A sanely run alternative to Twitter. So they're calling Elon Musk an idiot. Remember, Elon Musk good before Twitter. Elon Musk good 
before Twitter. Elon Musk bad after Twitter. And then on Tuesday, Elon Musk responded to some post about it saying, quote, I'm up for a cage match if he is. And Zuckerberg responded, send me location. Elon Musk has suggested they do it in the Octagon in Vegas. Could Dana White get involved? Could this be a pay-per-view? Would you buy it? Yes, I would. You know you would, too. Or you'd watch it illegally on TikTok. Um, But a a spokesperson for Meta is suggesting that Mark Zuckerberg is willing to engage in an actual physical fight. You may or may not know Mark Zuckerberg is into jiu-jitsu these days. He even won a tournament recently. Elon, uh, Joe Rogan, you know, they're, they're partners. You know, could Joe Rogan call in a few favors for Elon Musk and, and get him training? But, you know, if, if I'm just looking at it right now from the outside looking in, then, you, I mean, even though Zuckerberg knows jiu-jitsu, and, and I know that's a, a very well-respected martial art, you know, that, that's a well-respected, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just, just uh, the way of fighting. I'd have, to, I'd have to go with Elon. You know, if I put a couple bucks on it, on, on the fight, I'd have to go with Elon beating Zuckerberg. Who would you go with? Musk versus Zuckerberg. I mean, why would they do it? You know, I guess they would do it on pay-per-view. But, I mean, if they wouldn't do it on Facebook or they wouldn't do it as a live stream on Twitter, they're missing the whole boat, man. That would be just a marketing ploy for each of their platforms. But I think that Zuckerberg might be jealous that Elon Musk got that Twitter data. Huh? And Zuck, he's getting uh, addicted to, to data. And so he wants another social media platform so he can serve you some more ads. Oh, well, I mean, he got, in, uh, he got Instagram. He got Facebook. Probably got his hand in a few other things as well. But now, according to this, they may be looking into launching another social media platform similar to Twitter, or what they called sanely run. So they're saying that uh, Elon Musk is insane. But I, I would go Elon all day, every day over Mark Zuckerberg. I think he would win. So one hour left inside the morning show, wrapping up our power hour for today. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Hopefully you can join. So we got more 90s and 2000s rock lined up. Let's see, we're going to do fastball out of my head. Got Lincoln Park. Also, we got some Foo Fighters next hour. We'll do a remember this one from the White Stripes. Also, Moby and Gwen Stefani. Got some Goo Goo Dolls and more. You stay close. One hour left in the show. Planet Radio 106.7.